Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's welcome. definitely not going nowhere. So the Uptown Parlay Podcast, we got Ace and Ant. Yeah, what's up? Everybody else quit on us. They the did. Sorry for the long <laughs> hiatus, but uh, your boy got the COVID. That 2024, that new strand coming out. The new strand. So coming to a, coming to a, a year. Bit. But it was worth it because I took a trip to Vegas. And got and got his bets in. See, you know, that's how that's how you do. You get you, you do everything to get your bets in, even if you have to get COVID. <laughs> that damn poker table. <laughs> that's really what it was. It did me in. Although it was fun. I can't say it's actually worth it, worth it, but I don't know. I got my whole house sick. So sorry to oh, wife and my daughter. Yeah. But they are recovering. Now we're going to be talking about Lamar Jackson and his next team odds. Jim Ursay, the craziest owner in the NFL, came out and said he doesn't believe in guaranteed contracts. And you know what's so funny about that? They have the yeah. highest odds of any team to trade for Lamar, to, to trade for Lamar Jackson outside of Atlanta, Patriots, and uh, the Washington Commandos. The Colts' odds are plus 250. Falcons are plus 300. Pats are plus 400. I doubt they will because they're cheap. <laughs> And the commanders are plus 600. And they actually have a quarterback that they can figure it out if he's any good or not. But um, who knows? And the Dolphins are plus 850 because Tua and the head injuries. And actually, I could actually legitimately see the Detroit Lions figuring out a trade for him. They got a ton of cap space and they could send them, uh, you know, they could send them golf. And maybe that'll be enough. Golf and a pick. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, do the same swap that they did with the Rams. You know, because they got a brand new offensive coordinator who came from college who just likes to throw the ball a lot. It's not more of a runner, so we'll figure it out. But I think they'll – I think Baltimore is really going to end up either having to pay him or they're going to have somebody hold out for the next 10 weeks. What do you I think? Just want, I just want to get back to that Jim Mercy thing. How are you going to say he doesn't believe in non-guaranteed contracts? Have you heard of coaches? You know, they got, you know, guaranteed contracts. They don't void those things out. They they get paid no matter what, even if they said that suddenly they bums at home. I would like to remind you though that Jim Mercer is the guy who fired the coach that got cancer. If you remember that. Wow. <laughs> you you remember that though, right? Yes, but uh, you know homeboy yeah. got cancer, he got sick, and then they brought in Frank Reich about a year and a half after he came back. He's like, All right, I gotta give him this man shot back. I can't be that cold. And then he was gone. So I'm not saying, and they made the playoffs with um, <laughs> with that guy. I can't remember his name. It was can't remember that coach's name. He he appears on the um, uh, Pat McAfee podcast, which has turned into Aaron Rodgers' watch. But yeah, yes. If you're a Jets fan, automatically the Pat McAfee um, show comes up on your timeline on YouTube. I never even tried to search for this dude. It just popped up out of nowhere, and I've been yeah, watching yeah. it ever since. You got to be on pins and needles every day. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I'm not even worried about it. I'm not even worried about that. But back to Lamar Jackson thing, yeah. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. He's just going to stay there. All these bets, bets and stuff like that, just bet him staying at home. Nothing's going to happen. These owners are basically in the, you know, we're not going to say collusion. You know, they, they just, you know, that's a bad word. You know, even though they met each other, you know, they, they've been meeting each other, these owners meetings, mm-hmm. some, you know, I bet you that you know those that that term of Lamar Jackson been passed around for some strange reason because you've seen what happened when teams all the, all of a sudden come out of nowhere saying, "Oh, we're not going to trade for Lamar." 
we have no need to trade for Malone. Uh, we like we like our crappy quarterback over here. Like you know, they def- we definitely know that go get to the um, what's the playoffs? We're good. We're good over here. We got all these draft picks. We're good. We, we don't care about Lamar. Well, what I always find interesting about the whole Lamar Jackson deal is that let's say the deal that um Daniel Jones signed is four is four years, but the first two years are guaranteed, right? Right. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand the contract they offered him. Did they offer him a four-year deal or a five-year contract? Because they offer him a four-year deal with three years guaranteed. He's 26. You're telling me you don't think he's going to make it to 29 healthy? That seems real weird. I bet you Daniel Jones is one of those four-year deals. You said five-year deals, right? It's like a five-year deal. Maybe like There's a four-year deal, $160 million with $80 million guaranteed. So his next two seasons are guaranteed. He's going to make $40 million a year. I bet you the rest here. of the deals of like yeah. 40 years or whatever they can easily just get rid of. Oh, yeah, they can get rid of him after the third year. But the thing is, is that if Daniel Jones actually keeps playing better and they, you know, actually draft wide receiver who can catch the ball, um, they're going to end up with him like Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. He's going to be there for a minute. Now, see, they should be the one that be training for D-Hop. If I was them, I would have been training that number two pick or number one pick and try to get D-Hop on their team. Well, he makes $30 million a year, so. I'm still training for D Hop. You know what reason why I'm training for D Hop? Remember how right. um Ari- if if everybody remembered how um Arizona Cardinals was in the beginning of last year when D Hop was on that nice steroids suspension, you know there was cr- there was trash. As soon as he showed up out of nowhere, all of a sudden they started scoring and everything like that. They're gonna suck once they get rid of D Hop. But you know what? Let 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 help let's help Daniel Jones out. Let's help the Giants out so they can get past the first round. Two teams are not talking about that are willing to trade. I think not the Lions, but the Tennessee Titans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who literally have no quarterback. Well, they got Baker Mayfield. Okay. The Buccaneers? Yeah, the Buccaneers. Okay. You, you, you like, really think they're gonna roll out there with Baker Mayfield? He's gonna be he's their bridge, he's gonna be their new bridge quarterback, and I won't be surprised if they try to draft a quarterback in Who's the draft. offensive coordinator since they fired um since they blamed everything on Byron Leftwich and got rid of him. Uh, got him. A That's a good question. Let me look that up because I, I, I still, yeah, they did. They definitely did him dirty. I know. I actually wouldn't mind if he was the OC in Chicago, but I don't it was know. actually Brady that did him dirty. Well, he got a ring, so I mean, and made a couple million, but he will be back. At least he's not coaching in the XFL like Heinz Ward. Dave Carnos, Carnos, Carnos. I can't pronounce it. I'm horrible. Uh, I'll just put it in the messenger thing. That's who it is. Dave Canaris. Yes. See, you, you got good pronunciation like me. That's weird because in San Antonio, I imagine you're coming across a lot of names like that. Yeah, and I still pronounce it wrong. That's terrible. Hey, that's just me. It's, it's genetics. <laughs> <laughs> just pronounce things wrong. Have you seen any of the pro days? Uh, I didn't get a chance to. I was uh, full. I wanted to, but I didn't get a chance to. Ah, well, Anthony Richardson literally hit the roof in Florida oh. in their indoor facility. He said he did it on purpose in the interview afterwards because Will Levis did it just so we could show up the arm strength. So he threw it 75 yards up in the air, not straight, but like on a line, like a long pass. And he basically, it was, it was wild intentional because he did that just so he could make sure that he could, you know, show that he has the same level of arm strength Will Levis has. See, if I was one of those GMs, I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's do it again in Jerry's world. Let's see if you can do it there. Hit the that roof guy over may there. Actually, end up going pro. I mean, may end up uh, going first overall. I don't know. 
He's gonna be he's gonna be a first round pick, but I don't think he's people is talking about going to Seattle just because they look at Geno and they try to match them up. Geno's a different quarterback, so I don't think he's gonna go there. Seattle needs a level of defense that he just can't provide. Yo, this next game is insane. It's 97-91 right now. They're just going off. They're shooting like 60%, both teams from the floor. All right. Um, for the NBA. Actually, we're going to stick with the NFL a little bit. I know we're jumping all over the place, y'all. Welcome back after a long time of not hearing from us. But um, back to the NFL draft, which is coming up in under a month. And I think our last show is going to be right before that. We got two more weeks of this. I will be posting all of my picks on the Twitter and on the Instagram like I have been. Um, shout out to everybody who's been following me on all my alternate lines, basically using the teaser so I can make sure that I go hit these parlays. Hit a seven-game parlay yesterday, um, opening day MLB, just altering the total run lines. It's crazy what you can do before the game. But as soon as those games get started, they keep trying to sucker people in with all of these, like, uh, what they call them quick bets or, like, flash bets. Yeah. DraftKings is basically trying to entice people into getting them to bet, like, every second of every game. So, like, you can bet on what the next pitch is going to be, what the next shot and the result is going to be in an NBA game. You can bet on what the ref's calls is going to be. It's wild. And speaking to that specifically, that's why a couple of NBA players have been getting fined namely Luka Doncic. If you remember that epic rant um, in the past couple of weeks, I don't think we got a chance to address it by Fred Van Vliet where he picked out one ref in particular. And then, they <laughs> got, and then that one ref got uh, downgraded off of um, downgraded from off of being a crew chief, which is kind of wild. It's just, it's just kind of interesting to me. Like the, the refing in the NFL and, and the NBA has been bad and the NFL was pretty questionable as well. In sports, just, period. Almost every almost every single sports is like this. But with the focus so much now on like them being in bed with all these gambling companies, and with that uh, article I sent you recently about the NFL allowing sports books to actually be open in the stadium, right during the game, is kind of crazy. Wild. Like, think about that's that. kind of crazy. Just think about it. you drinking your beer and everything, you get all drunk, and all of a sudden you decide to wobble over there, slap a hundred dollars down, and you don't know which way you're going. <laughs> they're, they're, they're counting on it. You're like, well, it's halftime. I think uh, it is the Falcons, so I think the other team's going to come back. <laughs> Shout out to y'all in Georgia. I know y'all are listening to us down there. Um, yeah, it's interesting, man. And, like, all of these gambling companies are paying for, like, different sports podcasts. Like, Pat McAfee has a deal. Dan Lebertard and them got a huge deal. I mean, I like DraftKings. I'm not going to hate. But, like, anything that they suggest to you on that front page, like those the stuff, the bets that they're putting out there for you, it is never a good idea. I can tell you that off top. Those things never hit. They they have all these like quick single game parlays. Unless you're putting it together yourself, never go with those. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I only that's but it's good to look at them for reference, maybe. But the best thing to do is always do your own research and listen to us, of course. Especially with yeah. my magic meatball. Well, <laughs> magic meatball. You were on a pretty good heater in the guy uh, when when it came to the NFL playoffs. I'm not gonna lie, and I've been doing pretty good on these NBA picks. Um, I got to stay away from baseball because I really have no idea what I'm doing because I haven't followed MLB in so long. I mean, we are all Yankee fans because we're from New York. Um, and I will point out, you know, I'm not a Mets fan. Oh, is that? Because it was that time that the Mets were playing the Red Sox and both teams broke out into the chant of fuck the Yankees. So that's wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is like pre-2004, but they both broke out into that chant and did that. 
And I just saw it pop up on my timeline on Twitter, and I was like, well, yeah, that's why I hit on y'all so hard. Because you See, don't deserve they, to win. See, that's that's cruel, man. And I thought mine was bad, you know, the reason why I kind of didn't like the Mets, because back in the days, you know, when Shea Stadium was around, and that area is like, you know, like a pile of, you know, SHIT in the area, you know, a bunch of crap yeah. all over the place. That's the reason why I didn't like the Mets, because I didn't want to go to that stadium. See, that's all the different. body shops and like everybody uh, and, and the chop shops around there. Yeah. Yeah. All the chop shops and all that stuff. Like, I didn't want to see all that. You know, I'd rather be, <laughs> be up in the Bronx, you know, chilling over there. But, actually, you know, it was see, actually it, safe from the South Bronx. Yes. It was more safe in the South Bronx than getting lost in some chop shop down, down up in Queens. Shout out to everybody in Queens. You know, I'm joking, y'all. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come down here in San Antonio and go and drag me over to those chop shops. Oh, listen, City Field is a lot nicer, I got to be honest. Even though they somehow they were able to dedicate something to Jackie Robinson, even though he never played for the team. That's I actually heard it's better than Yankee Stadium. I've never been. Uh, it's not. I've been to both of them. I've been to both of them. I would guess, I wouldn't say recently, but well after they opened, as in like 2017, I've been to both of them. And I would say Yankee Stadium. I mean, Yankee Stadium's new Yankee Stadium is much better to watch a game. And the old Yankee Stadium, you could fit more people in, so there's about 12,000 more people in there. Yeah. But it was a lot more like up. But I haven't been to the VIP areas except for one, which is the Caesar Sports Lounge, which is really nice going to. It's really worth uh, paying the extra bucks to get a hundred twenty-five dollar ticket to go there, especially in April. Up until May, when it's cold, you don't want to be out there in the cold. It's not worth it. <laughs> it is really not worth it. I mean, people like the historic stadiums, and I, you know, it is. I used to call it the house that greed built because there was no reason to tear down the old Yankee Stadium, but felt kind of wrong. But it is I did like it is. the old stadium, but you know what? This is not the first time they tore down that stadium. It was multiple Yankee stadiums before that. No, that's just the ones that we remember, it. though. No, but the one that was there had been there since 1923. Meaning right. they had they had lowered the field, but it had been there. That was the same place that Gehrig and you know Gehrig and Mansell and Winfield and all of them played, going all the way back to Babe Ruth. So that field had been there, but basically they had lowered the field from what it used to be because the field used to be higher. Because people used to be like way close to the um, to the players back in the day. Now it's an area where maybe the homeless person is walking around in some park and some kids and stuff like that play in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually getting really gentrified down there. They got all these new luxury buildings coming down in the Bronx. Last time I was there, back oh, okay. in um, Christmas. Yeah, it was wild. Oh wow, that's so. Isn't it? Whoa, wow, that's strange. I know, man. I know they're gentrifying everything down in New York. They're trying to move all these rich folks in. Um, but- oh. Have you? How was your bracket doing for March Madness? Oh, I, I ripped that bracket up a long time ago after the first round, so I, I I don't even know how it is right now. Not one person in our group, uh, me, Malik, anybody has any of the Final Four left. Not 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 one person. Wow. I'm sorry. I take that back. One guy has Miami, and that's because he went to the University of Miami. University of Miami. So, so he was just he just basically lucked out on that part. I mean, he picked his own school, so yeah. I don't. I didn't have UConn. I had UConn losing in the Elite Eight. And then they rolled Gonzaga by like 20 points. They look, they're just beasting everybody. It's crazy. I did make a lot of money in the second round. Um, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but I made a little bit of money in the second round betting on all the underdogs, which turned out to be a very good, very smart thing because in the Sweet 16, a couple of 16 seeds and 15 seeds lost. 15 seeds won, I should say. And that Kansas game hurt everybody. That, so many people lost money on that. That was a, that, that was a killer right there. The U, University of Miami, is getting five and a half points over UConn. And they got A's plus two oh five. Who you got? I got uh University of Miami. Um 
three of the players on UConn are actually fasting for Ramadan. And I don't think that's going to help them because they're going to be going into this game. It's going to oh, get yeah. game, game tips off at 7 p.m. So you're telling me they're going to practice all day. I get that they're young, but like this is kind of tremendous. And I know people should be rooting for them, but it's I, they're not professional athletes. Like this when's, is, when's the sunset? Gotta be. Um, they're in Houston, so I don't know. <laughs> when's the sunset? Where you at? Like 7:30, 8 o'clock. Wait, what time is it right now? Because they're me? on Central Time, so this is tipping off Eastern Time. Wow. Yeah. So seven o'clock right. Eastern is six o'clock your time, right? Right. Yeah, six o'clock my time. Right now is um quite. Right now as we're recording is eight thirteen my time, so and I, I, I can still see a speck of sun outside. So then we you know falling on the floor. So you know definitely go the other way. But they're not gonna get to eat till halftime. Yes. They better, so, have, they better have all their snacks and everything ready, and their coolers ready to go as soon as they go to halftime. Also, University of Miami, I think they have a better coach than Jim Laranaga. Um, I'm not trying to be a homer because um, I'm not. I have no affinity to either of these schools. I did like that run that they made back in the day in 2014 with um, our boy from LeBron, our boy from home in the Bronx, um, Kemba Walker. Yeah. Ended up getting that Supermax deal, made all his money. I, I think he's still in the league. I'm not sure. Unfortunately, it didn't work out with him on the Knicks. I did like that run that they made with UConn back in the day. Uh, that was one of my first trips out to March Madison Vegas. I made a bunch of money betting on that. It was killers. But um, they don't have a guard as good as him. They probably got like one or two good pro prospects. And you just might play some much better defense. And they probably have the strongest player in that game in Norchad O'Meara. Who's like a six eight, six seven uh power forward. He's just a big who just gets kids averaging a double double. Yeah, Kemba's still with um, Dallas. Yeah, the fact that the um fact that Miami was able to take out Houston really impressed me. Because Houston, in my opinion, was the best team in the tournament. And I had them going to the final four. And I had them losing to uh, Alabama. On the other end, FAU and San Diego State. I don't think anybody's really heard of these schools unless you're like me and you follow college football. Um, but they're both actually good at college basketball now. San Diego State's been good for a couple of years, which wow. is why Leonard got developed. But I'm still leaning towards the underdog and taking FAU because they're playing with house money. Uh, San Diego State should be able to win because they, they took out Alabama, who was the last number one seed. But I just have more faith in the FAU because they got a seven-footer and they have the size to actually compete with San Diego State. They got a bunch of transfers down there. So those are my two picks for the Final Four. Uh, let me give my um top five right here. You can find the rest on um wherever Ace is blogging at if he copies top and pastes it and put it on. My top five um who I believe so far will be getting dra- getting drafted in the NFL draft. I'm gonna just switch to that right now. Thank you. Um, first off, I'm gonna have Panthers take CJ CJ Stroud. First pick, second pick, I'm gonna have Texas take Bryce Young. Third pick, I have a trade up. I'm gonna have. Vegas trades up and get Anthony Richardson on that one. Yes, they already got a quarterback, and um, what's his face? But he's going to be um injured sometime soon, so they're going to need a backup. And I don't quite even remember the name of the backup who's on the um on the on the um Vegas right now. And you got to remember, this is Josh McDaniels, um, who is the um coach. I think he's going to try to repeat the same thing this time that he did before when he when his first time skid as a coach. But he, this time he's going to try to pick a better quarterback to run with the show. After that, I have Will Levis going to um, Indianapolis. And I got Will Anderson Jr., the edge, going to Seattle. 
just for so you can know, he's. I'm sorry to say, Jalen Carter does not fall, fall to you in my picks. I but I did have you get Miles Murphy for for um the Bears, and since Malik's not here, but he might want to hear this later on. I have Jalen Carter going to the Lions. As for the well, Lions my, pick. Yeah, the Lions pick on number six. They pick number six, and they also pick number eighteen as well. You don't have that tackle going to the Bears, Skaronski. Um, no, I haven't fallen to the Jets. At 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 eleven? No, just at thirteen. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Because I thought their other pick was higher, and I was like, because they have one pick inside the top seven, and they have another pick inside the top fifteen. Yeah, the Lions got the Lions got the six and the um eighteen, but the Jets only got the thir- thirteen pick. Unless they trade back with Green Bay, which may actually happen. Who do you have going to Seattle again? Um, was it? Yeah, Will Anderson Jr. The Edge. Mm, that makes perfect sense. He's the that's, first person. If first if Will, quarterback. If Will Anderson slips to them, I don't. That that's the reason why I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to go there. Because they need way more talent on defense than they need on anything else. That makes way, way more sense. It's kind of like when Mario Williams was the first overall pick and then Reggie Bush went second to the Saints. Right. It just makes more sense. There's no players that are, like, guaranteed electric. Although a lot of people are talking up to the best. They should take B. Sean Robinson and just let him beast out on the first round and be a great pick and then go with everybody else that they need later. There's also talk that they might trade even further back, but who knows? But apparently, B. John Robinson is supposed to be special, special. And he was great in college. And he can actually catch, but, you know, they just weren't able to get him the ball because they had a, a freshman, well, a redshirt freshman QB. It's going to be interesting this year because they have um, Peyton Manning's nephew and they have another top five-star QB, both in Texas. So we'll see who battles it out there. But Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick next year. Who do You have the first QB coming off the board is C.J. Stroud? Yeah. All right. For the Panthers. And the only reason is because of the, the, the um, type of coach they have, and quite, it makes more sense for Brian, um, Bryce Young to go to the second pick. We will be posting Anthony's top ten on the Uptown Parlay podcast blog and also on the Twitter, so you can find us there on Twitter at Uptown Parlay Podcast. Shout out to all of our followers and everybody. Just in case you want to bet on that, there's pretty good odds going right now. I know. Um, MGM has a lot of good bonuses going for all of the new people who just got on in the States that legalized it. Uh, check out covers.com for that. I don't know exactly what they are, but they're actually doing pretty damn good in terms of the bonuses they're giving. If you sign up, if you signed up early, you got $200 in bonus bets like I did, which I told y'all to do back in March. It's right when March Madness happened, that tipped off and that was nice. I was able to use those to make a little bit of cash. And MGM is also doing the same thing. Now I'm going to get into the NBA. We're going to break. We're going to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? playoffs. Because we are about, <laughs> we are about, I want to say five games away from the end of the season, which ends April 6th, 7th. The Knicks are actually beating the Cavs right now. The Knicks are 44 and 33. Let's go. The for the week. The Lakers are winning. And with the Lakers win, they're in ninth place right now. That will actually put them up in the eighth which is kind of wild if New Orleans ends up losing. Okay, so, I'm just, so Sacramento secured their first playoff spot in, since 2006. You know what that means, right? Amazing. 16-year drought. What's that mean? That means the Jets are now the only team with the longest active streak of not being in the playoffs. When was the last time the Jets made the playoffs? Ten years ago. 
Yeah, but that's that. Sixteen years is a long time, and also I, know, I have they, no idea how but long. Now they broke it though. Now they broke what? it. Now the Jets is now number one. What about all them sorry uh, baseball teams that haven't made the playoffs in forever? Like the um, oh wait, the Marlins did make the playoffs because they had yeah. the postseason thing. Yeah, I got to think about that. That's true. Yeah. Baseball's been kind of random. Everybody's been up and down every other year. Yeah, it's over now. Wow. Well, y'all just gotta secure Aaron Rodgers to stop playing these damn games. I um, I was wondering though. Are we basically going to be co- for the for the NBA playoffs? Are we going to be covering the NBA playoffs for each round and stuff like that? Uh, we can we can make our picks, but I had no plan on doing that. I was giving everybody the spring off since uh, we ain't really getting paid for this outside of me making money on my own bets. Well, I know people want to hear uh, Corey who, who we actually going to pick and stuff like that, and each, especially each round or each you know couple of games or whatever like that. Well, right now, if it holds with one through eight, right? Because the play in is Toronto. Playing is Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. I have no faith in Chicago being able to beat Miami in a one game. Or I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to hold off Toronto. So I'm going to put Toronto in the eighth seed, and I'm going to keep Miami there. That means Toronto's facing Milwaukee in the first round. Bump. Milwaukee's going to murder them. <laughs> Boston's playing Miami, which I would love because Miami could actually beat Boston in the first round as much as um, even though I live up here in New England, I'm not a big Celtics fan, but I would love to see that because of all the teams they could play, that's the worst matchup for them because Miami all of a sudden just figured out how to shoot after the first 58 games of the season. Being hey, the practice makes perfect, league, though. Being the worst <laughs> three-point, shoot, three-point shooting team in the league. Philly is playing Brooklyn, which would be hilarious after that matchup after all the trades that BK made, still cheering for Philly. And the Knicks are taking on Cleveland, and I think the Knicks can actually beat them in a seven-game series, being as yeah. the Knicks are beating them right now in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. That's what they can't look, catch when really they get home court. And the Lakers are actually down 10 points right now in Minnesota, which is killing me because LeBron and it, LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing and D'Angelo Russell. So they have their full complement of players. Yeah, I was, about to, that I was about, about to ask you that one. I was about to ask you if they had all if they had a trio ready to play. Everybody's playing. LeBron's playing. AD's playing. Gobert's playing. He just stole the ball. LeBron just had a pass broke up. And Mr. Three, Denver, right now, it looks like it's going to be Minnesota, New Orleans, the Lakers, OKC on the play-in. I could see the Lakers beating New Orleans. I could see Minnesota beating OKC. Who knows? That that game could be a toss-up. That would mean that Denver is playing LA in the first round, which is bad news for Denver. Memphis would be playing Minnesota, which would be kind of interesting. I think Memphis wins that. Sacramento, light the beam. We're playing Golden State. Um, I don't hate on the Warriors, and after seeing them win last year, because I actually kind of wanted them to win, because I didn't want to see Boston win. Um, I think the Warriors would probably edge out the Sacramento Kings, but I have a little bit of faith that the Kings could do it. They have one of the most historic offenses ever, although they play terrible defense. And Golden State at home has been really good, but on the road they've been awful. And four or five matches would be Phoenix and the Clippers. And as I always say, the Clippers are going to clip. They may win in the first round, but they're not going to go far. Oh, you don't trust the Clippers at all? Paul George is hurt. I do like uh, my boy Russell Westbrook. I think he actually has he's been playing really well since he's got there. And he's kept them in the top five, top four. Um, I'm cheering for him over the Phoenix because I just don't like Devin Booker. I don't know why. But I just don't like that dude. I really, I really have no good reason. I just don't like his game. You know what I mean? Like. It's not a – I don't think he's soft. I don't think he's a bad player. I just – you know, I'm just not a fan. It's like I don't like the way you dribble. 
Get out of my face. Like that DMX clip of Drake. It's like, I don't like nothing about him. <laughs> if y'all remember that, if you know what I'm saying. It's like, he's, he's good. He's a really good player. But him being your best guy with Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant, like having to, you know, be a, being able to be relied upon and him just, he hurt himself in a, in a pre-layup line where he just somehow forgot to jump and just got hurt. It was kind of wild. But Phoenix and uh, the Clippers could flip-flop. They're a half game behind them. Golden State's one game behind the Clippers. And the Lakers are at have, are 13 games behind, whereas the Clippers are 10 games behind. So let's say Golden State loses all their road games and the Lakers win this game tonight and win a couple more. The Lakers could go from being ninth to being seventh or sixth if they just went out. How likely is that? I don't know. They're down nine points right now, so who knows? It's the beginning of the third quarter. They got nine minutes left. So take that for what you will. But LeBron is playing every other game. He's putting in his 20, 25 minutes trying to get them there. Well, I'm just hoping that they lose just because I just don't like LeBron. I want to see them. I want to see the old man drag it into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him get uh, the first player to get 40,000 points. And I think his foot needs surgery. And he's tore some kind of ligament or something. He's just playing through it. I don't know what kind of pain shots he's getting or what he's going through, but the fact that he's even out here is kind of wild. So he rested as long as he could to let the inflammation go down, and he's just playing through it. It's called time to retire. Time to retire my ass. <laughs> and speaking of the NBA, they're still negotiating their um, CBA contract. You know, it's still on the table. Oh, wow. It looks like they're not getting rid of the one-and-done rule. Wow. Wow. So, exactly. All of that shit that they was talking the past couple of years and all of that trash they was talking about this, uh, hindering players and how LeBron and other players in the league were against it. But I can't imagine the rest of the players, the majority of the players in the NBA, want to get rid of that rule because it still prevents all the top talent from being able to come directly into the league unless you're a foreign player like, you know, Jokic, Jokic or um, Luka or um, what's his name from Greece. The players that come directly from Europe, which is becoming less and less popular, actually. I'm trying to figure out how the NFL gets around that. Well, it's because very rarely is somebody, uh, the NFL is a rule you have to be three years removed from your high school graduation. So when you see a player that comes into the NFL at 19, like, um, for example, actually, um, unfortunately, Aaron Hernandez is one of the ones I can think about. Um, Also, better example, more recently, uh, a lot of players come, they, they forego their senior year of high school and they go directly into the go directly into college. So yeah. if you go to college, that's really your high school senior year. Then they redshirt. That's two years out. Then they play one year and they play two years and they're in the league. So similar to what Justin Fields did, he came to the NFL at 21. As opposed to guys like um that old quarterback from Georgia, who is the same age as Lamar Jackson, who's 26 years old. <laughs> who doesn't look like he's going to be getting picked in the first three rounds. Well, I, I can say this. I'm guessing the NBA is more they, – they more can um trying to get rid of it to get high school, go straight to the NBA because it's more star-driven. You know, because all you need is really one extremely good player and your team changes around. You need but that the, one LeBron James and you're good. Yes, like that guy Victor Wembanyama from uh, France right. who's seven foot three and plays like KD. But the thing is, is that – by having that rule in place, it still guarantees a little bit of job security in the, in the year or two for more NBA players that are currently in the league to stay in the league. Because one I think thing, more, I think it's more of a profit sharing or something that they, they might be doing with the college teams that they want to have them 
you know, go there first. It's something on the, it has to be something on the table on that. Because if anything, they would have just said, you know what, instead of doing it one and done type of thing, you guys can come into the um the, uh, development league. You go to the D league. They're still trying to send guys to the G League, and they had, that's why they invented those two-way contracts to make more attractive for players to come out of college early. Because before, when you were going into the G League, you were making like thirty-eight grand. No, it's called a D League. I'm not going to no. call it the G League. I'm going to call it the G, G League, League for like fifteen years. Though I know it's the G League. It's, it's, it says the G League, but I'm going to call it the D, the D League. It's why is it the D League? The developmental league? Yes, it's as well because that's what it is. Mm, it's the Junior NBA. Is what I like to call it, really. If anything, that's that's how it should be run, just like how baseball is. Just put them in there, develop them, and then come, then work your way up. Well, forty percent of the players in the NBA have spent some time in the G League now, so a lot of guys go through that. You know what I mean? Like even even longtime players and people who we think benefit from nepotism, like Austin Rivers, who's right. somehow still hanging around in the NBA. I, I, I doubt LeBron James' son's going to go into um the G League. I think whoever's willing to sign Bronny is probably going to get Bron. And uh, I'm the Knicks. Just keep a spot open on that second round draft pick, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sign him to a two way deal. Keep him on. Let him be the 15th guy on the team. It is what it is. You know, that'd be pretty dope. And honestly, he is a he's a top 50. He's a top 50 recruit. So it's not like he can't get better in college and get to that level. And I'm imagining his basketball IQ, which is something if you watch college basketball. Yeah. If you notice this, they never pass out of a double team. They never make the right read like it's red. They do that. They play a lot of hero ball, which is why it's fun to watch. But it's actually terrible basketball. They never <laughs> they they rarely hit the open man unless they're open. Like they run set plays. So once you get them outside of that, and they have to get some kind of floor creativity. It's difficult for them to do that because their coaches don't really teach them how. That type of mentality is usually almost in every sport, though. The hero ball no, not really. This, this isn't like unless you're listen, unless you're given the green light to do that on some Michael Jordan, LeBron James type stuff, like they want you to be a playmaker. They want you to find the other player and make make a pass. This isn't the NFL. This isn't we gotta run these set plays and if we get outside of that, we're in trouble. Basketball is much more like soccer where it's a creative type of game and you gotta be able to read the defense as it flows and what they're trying to do and as they change things. And they're really bad at doing that in college, which is why sixteen C be the number one seed because if the talent level is that big of a discrepancy, it shouldn't be close. They should have beaten them by like 30. Right. So shout out to Fairleigh Dickinson, ruin everybody's bracket. But, you know, who was cheering for Purdue anyway? <laughs> and um, for the last few games of the night, Sacramento is favored by 15 points um, on the road at Portland. All the Portland stars are sitting because they have no chance of making it into the play. And so now they're just trying to tank out the last couple of games. Miles pretty confident Portland's going to get rocked. And San Antonio is going on the road to Golden State. Um, they're sitting Jeremy Sochan. They're sitting Kelvin Kendon Johnson. And Golden State is favored by 18 and a half points. Let's lose them, San Antonio. Let's go. <laughs> That's a mortal lock. And then they have Denver <laughs> at Phoenix. Denver starts at 1030. It's the last game of the night. And Denver is getting 13 and a half points. I'm going to be taking Denver. I think Jokic is going to – I don't know if he's going to play because it's the second of a back-to-back. And I don't know if they have the number one seed locked in, but there's no good reason for him to have to play. But everyone else is going to be playing most likely. And they're on the road, so who knows with Phoenix. KD is going to be playing, so they could put this game away early. But I would just tease that up to about 17 points and ride with Denver. I think they're good enough to keep it close. Considering that half of uh, Phoenix's team is 34 years old or older and have serious injury issues. 
Yes, they need to warm up for the playoffs. That's all. They they don't care about these wins. Yeah. Long as they in the playoffs, that's all that matters. And I'm really looking forward to these playoffs. Um, I'm not going to be paying attention to talking about baseball again until probably the 4th of July. So if y'all are here and looking for that, do not look for this podcast. Go find hey, Jeff Passon. We, we might have a guest come on that want to talk about baseball. You never know. Go listen to A-Rod. Go listen to <laughs> all of the wonderful women they have at MLB Network um, who are actually covering us on a daily basis who love baseball because I do not. I like baseball. Like it. Lightly. Lightly. I probably will watch as many XFL games that I've watched so far as I have MLB games all year. Because I don't so get that yeah. many Yankee games. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it from y'all heard it from the ace's mouth. He's not gonna talk about baseball at all. Just gonna talk about what he likes, and you know, that's the Yankees. And that's about it. And he's not gonna talk about no gambling for it. Nah, I'm not here for that. Uh, <laughs> ESPN Daily Wager, Doug Kazarian's much better people that I can cover that for you than me. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. But basketball is where I really uh, shine. And I'm gonna take this with y'all up until April. And you can find me all day, every day on Twitter talking about this. And uh, Anthony, you got any shout outs? Um, I got two shout outs. Actually, um, yeah, I think I got two shout outs. My first shout out is that you're going to have to find this on Ace's personal blog maybe sometime soon. Shout outs to Bald Ace. You know, I saw that a little bit earlier. Shout out to that. That was an awesome sight to see. I, I you know, I, I was just kind of weirded out. I was like, oh, wow, that's Ace. But anyway, shout outs to him. And shout outs to, you know, Chicago Bears actually got a quarterback. You heard about this, right, Ace? Shout outs to him. Yeah, we do. Justin Fields. No, no, it's Nathan Peterman. He's 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 got signed. Shout out to guy. Nathan Peterman. Soon to be the number one quarterback on the Chicago Bears. Shout out to him. And I'm not even going to shout out any Jets thing because you know, we already know blah, blah, blah. Yeah, according to Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. OJ, you know, OBJ, and blah, blah, blah. You know, super team might be coming together. So I'm not going to even bother with that. Also, shout out to Malik. You know, as soon as he, he will show up maybe next week or something like that, he was very busy. Shout out to him. Shout out to LeVon. He was a little bit busy. He couldn't make it right now. And also, um, shout out to Chris, 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 um, Chris, Christoph Paninski too. We haven't been shot out this whole year. We've been shot out him from last year, but we haven't been shot him out. He was supposed to actually join us tonight, but he couldn't make it. His knee popped out. So, you know, shout out to him. Hopefully, he get better. Christoph has been balling this year. He's looking at a uh, he's looking at a real extension with Washington. Now, I don't know why they would do that. Bradley Beal has to get healthy, and and you know what I'm gonna shout out? Shout out to all the people who keep talking about rings culture. Because um, I think Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard are winning. You know why? Because exactly. they're both they're both going to make three hundred million dollars from playing basketball professionally. And the last time I checked, I show up to work so I can get paid. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's nice to love what you do, which I assume they do, but um, it's also nice to get paid as much money as you possibly can to do what you love to do. And I'd say they're winning. I don't care if I would ever want to ring if you told me I could make a quarter of a billion dollars playing basketball. You know, that's really what that's called. That's called F you money. Because you could once you have that, you can say F you to everybody in the world. No, no, that's F me money. <laughs> it's where I do things that cost me money just so I can cost you money. It's F me money. It's another <laughs> level of money. It's another level of petty. It's like Joe Rogan didn't start saying all this crazy stuff until they gave him a $200 million contract. It's like, the conspiracy theories start coming out when you start making two hundred million dollars towards the end of that deal. You're like, it's like uh, Fred Van Vliet started talking this trash about the refs as soon as he signed that twenty six million dollar a year uh, extension. It's like I got it, Matt. You can find me thirty grand. I got it. it's worth. It. That's, that's my pocket money. 
And uh, shout out to all the NBA players and out these refs. I love to see it. I know being a ref is a tough job, but um, we're not here to see you play. We're not here to see you make these terrible calls. Um, you better get it right in the playoffs because we will be losing our mind. Us being the betting community, we are not here for that. Like we will be, we will be irate. Uh, DraftKings is the official betting sponsor of the NBA. You know why I know that because on every single game, it's on League Pass. They talk about it constantly. Uh, Shout out to the Yankees for finally having a team I can believe in and think will actually win a championship. I hope that they make it to the World Series this year. Uh, encouraging first game. And shout out to the World Baseball Classic and shout out to Japan, man. That was exciting. Um, baseball with stakes, actually, is nice to see, you know. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but, like, when you're playing for a title, even if it's just, like, this World Cup baseball, whatever it is, I enjoy that. And... Um, special shout out to Sports Radio 98.5 The Hub and WEI in Massachusetts. Um, y'all are racist as hell. And um, mm-hmm. that's why I don't listen to y'all. Y'all be coming for people and it's wild and necessary. Be saying wild racist stuff about Mina Kimes and other people. And um, I cheer for none of you. And I know you're not going to get fired because there's no consequence up here when y'all say crazy things like that. You get mad when people call y'all racist, but then you continue saying racist things about people and trying to bait them. And going back to Adam Jones when he said people was calling him the N-word um, out in uh, Fenway Stadium, you know, Fenway Park. Of course I they did. It. Of course they did. He said it wasn't even the first time. Of course it's total denial. Now, is it every Red Sox fan? No. But it's enough of them. So I'm not here for it. And no, you aren't more racist than any other city in America. I'll say this in your defense. St. Louis is so racist, they can't even have the NBA team. The Hawks went to Atlanta because St. Louis was that racist. Just remember that. But don't act like I don't know people who be getting out of pocket at these games, getting drunk and just flying off the hand and saying all types of stuff to people. Because the fact that Jalen Brown said it, you know, it's got to be true. So uh, to WEI, you can suck my dick from the back. I really don't care. Um, and that's it. That's all I got to say. Fight drop. Week. <laughs> uh, put this on mute. I should have put a trigger warning for your kids, but don't listen to shout out in front of the kids. Peace. We out. Peace.